You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Welcome to another edition of Swoops World, right here on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Swoops World, where you get all you need to know about arts, culture, news, and happiness. Our number, if you want to give us a call tonight, is 562-912-3444. You can always email us at swoopsworld at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Once again, if you want to give us a call, that number is 562-912-3444. Now just sit back and enjoy another edition of Swoops World on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Welcome to another edition of Swoops World Late Night. It is July 15th, 2015. How's it going, Peter? It's going all right. Looking forward to tonight. We've got plenty of people coming in tonight, man. Our first guest will be Ed Munson, the CEO of the Chamber of Commerce out of uh, the city of... CEO of the Chair of Commerce out of the city of Cyprus. And, uh, of course, we're going to have our Brewski's beer tasting. we got Anthony Davis calling in. And we'll be talking to Bob Case tonight, too. So oh. we got a, we got a full full night. Uh, T-Bone won't be with us, but we've uh, got plenty of things to do. Uh, we want to welcome uh, Ed to the show real quick. How you doing, Ed? Good to see you guys. And he's here with Brian, right? He's here with me. <laughs> <laughs> got to have a good time. Uh, how's, how's your week, man? You know, it's going all right. Yeah? Uh, I had... Uh, I had family in town. So, yes, you know, indeed. That's you know right. how I feel about that. <laughs> um, but they're gone now. So things are better. The ship has, uh, you know, righted itself. <laughs> Temporarily. Yeah. For the moment. So that's that. So how about you? How about new and exciting? Uh, no, man. Just been, you know, kind of busy, you know, running around doing just stuff, you know? Yeah. Not necessarily all fun stuff, but just stuff. And, uh, yeah. Kind of got a little warm today, but uh, ah, not bad, not bad. I got nothing to complain about. It's all good. It's all good, man. There you have it. There you have it, man. Let's take our first <laughs> break and get back and get to our guests. What do you say? All right. You're listening to Swoops World on the Talk Story Radio Network, and we're going to listen to one from, oh, you know, i got to talk about this guy real quick, Bobby Joe Valentine. He's a good friend of the show. He'll be playing at uh, Hotel <coughs> Cafe July 17th. Uh, you get there and check him out. You can go to the Hotel Cafe's website, buy tickets, or you can look up Bobby Joe Valentine on Facebook or uh, you know, on the World Wide Web. And uh, I think you'll, uh, you'll enjoy the show. This is called Come, to, Come Back to Bed. Caressing your hair and your cheeks 
like I've known you for years and not weeks And I love everything I see Come back to bed with me Waters tend to run dry, and someday we'll have to sail through darker skies. And there's always danger in unknown country. But now the night is clear, and we can see the stars. And there's no creatures here to tear our hearts apart. And I will be with you, dear, until our lights grow dark. And my love, you're all I need. Come back. This is Joe Walsh. I'm speaking on behalf of Rad. It's okay to rock and roll, right? But don't drive home drunk. If you're drunk, call me up. I have a limo. I'll come and get you. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, Rad, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Every day I wake up at 5 to give dad his medicine. Every day I wake up at 5 to give dad his medicine. At 6 I make his breakfast. Every day I wake up at 5 to give dad his medicine. At 6 I make his breakfast. At 7 I shower. Every day I wake up for at For those five. caring for a loved one, we hear you. That's why AARP created a community to help us better care for ourselves and the ones we love. Visit aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Hey, this is Sharp on the Wall, and you're listening to Swirl.
And welcome back to Swoops on the Talk Story Radio Network. And we're here with Ed Munson and Brian S U N L E Y. Sunley. Let's start with you, uh, Ed. You're the CEO of the Cypress Chamber of Commerce. Uh, tell us a little bit about where you're from and, and how you ended up uh, in this position. Uh, I've been in chamber work for 20 years. I was in Anaheim for 10 years before I came here. I've been here 10 years. Uh, it was something new for me. I had been in not just the communications sector, but in uh, professional baseball. And it was an interesting um, level for me because I enjoy the creative portion mm-hmm. of what I do do. I understand business uh, was not my major, but the understanding of what business does and why business is so important to every community. Nice. What, uh, uh, you know, what exactly does the Chamber of Commerce do? I know everybody, uh, you know, most cities, most cities have one, and uh, a lot of times people, you know, I, I've had to, we've contacted the Chamber of Commerce prior to visiting the city and seeing things like that, but what's the day-to-day operations of the Chamber of Commerce? Chambers of Commerce really are, is a collection of businesses, an association, if you will, to bring people together and connect them with the community. Uh, whereas most businesses know what their uh, their marketing plan is or who their target marketing is aimed at, mm-hmm. we would like to think, at least from our standpoint, that we will help you connect those dots quicker. Uh, we don't presume to say that we will uh, increase your sales, but we can certainly put you in touch with people who would perhaps like your product or service. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think from the standpoint of the bigger chambers, they have more people, they have more businesses to, to rely on. As a small chamber, what we have here, as opposed to the Long Beach Chamber, uh, we have to go out and we have to kind of let people know that if there are things coming up, events, programs that might benefit them. Yeah. What percentage of businesses actually join uh, you know, the chamber? Uh, it's changed over the years. I would say now there's probably a, a 20 to 25% of those that might partake in that. There are some that are community interested where they would not spend uh, a lot of time doing it, but they are interested in the development of the community. Mm-hmm. Whereas others, small business, medium business, would probably want to go to events to network. And we we pride ourselves on the networking aspect of what we do. Yeah. But as you look at some of the bigger companies, the Yamahas and the Mitsubishis, uh, they support us 100% but they don't come to all of our events. Right. Uh, they may support them in sponsorship and or, you know, monetary donations. Do, uh, <clears throat> do you help bring, bring business to the city? Uh, in, in a way, yes, mm-hmm. but that's indirectly. That's really a city operation. Mm-hmm. But if somebody was a, a business and they were coming to the city, they may want to check into the Chamber of Commerce mm-hmm. to find out what do you do and how can you help us. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Now, uh, every year um, for the last 30-plus years, there's been a, a big community festival in the city of Cyprus um, called the Cyprus Community Festival, right? And we're fast approaching that date. Um, how is the chamber involved in that? The chamber does a business expo. Uh, mm-hmm. We have about four or five different portions of the festival, one being the Business Expo, we have, and Brian will talk about the chili cook-off and the car show. Uh, we have our arts and crafts area. We have a nonprofit area. We have a food area. We have an entertainment area. The Qantas Breakfast, uh, Kids Rides. A lot of different things go into it. We do our little part to make sure that people come there to uh, look at our vendors, who are the, the businesses that are in and out of the city. They're not necessarily members. 
uh, and they come from all over the place. We've had some from Oregon and some from Las Vegas and, and some of the other states. Yeah. Well, nice. Um, Brian, you, you, you've been a part of the festival for a number of years, huh? Quite a few have been with me, huh? <laughs> I don't want to say how many. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, tell us, tell us, tell us. We, we had some, we had some folks on last week uh, that were were, were were participating in it. Uh, one of the guys in charge with the entertainment, and uh, but tell us a little bit about the festival for those who weren't listening last week, and and uh, what what people can expect. Well, what they can expect basically gave you a, a basic rundown of it. I mean, we uh, my particular area of expertise now is the chili cook-off area. I'm a salsa cook-off and uh, that show. Mm-hmm. You know, not, we don't have a big space, but we uh, cram in approximately 40 chili cooks and salsa preparers, so it's a pretty good taste-off yeah. for everybody. Um, <coughs> we also sell beer. <laughs> <laughs> Normally with the car show, we probably get around 100 cars in there, different makes, different models. We don't go with any specific brand or, you know, not just muscle cars, but they, they run the gamut from the old T's to the brand new Corvettes. Wow. So, the, in the, and the car show, is, is that judged? or? Yes, it's judged. <coughs> we have a sponsor that... Uh, will normally come out and then we also have what we call a people's choice where as a (coughs) participant walking around you can vote on what you think is the best car there Mm -hmm. so we basically have a couple of trophies in that area for someone like yourself who's been involved with the the festival over the the years, uh, how have you seen it change over the years? Uh, The biggest change of all has been the uh, where we have literally over it we got a basic rundown this tonight from a couple of old old that were there when this thing first started uh, our big move was it used to be at uh, Oxford Junior High School and when it became a, another public school since we were selling liquor we had to move uh, so we moved over to Oaknall Park which basically is a community center, 5700 Orange Avenue, mm-hmm. huge now, huge. You know, what was, I mean, you know, our children's car area, uh, children's ride area, we could have probably fit in this garage. <laughs> <laughs> now it takes up an, an entire baseball field. Oh, nice. You know, so, th- you know, and the same thing with... Uh, chamber I think we used to have about 24 booths that was the only amount of space we had now is approximately 80 booths you know so it's it's been a great move even though a lot of people didn't want us to move we had no choice yeah. so it, it is it's come big and it's and, and it was able it would be you were able to expand based on that right yeah big time nice. big time we were, uh, you know, back back to you there. Ed, we were talking about, you know, the chambers and and the businesses and things like that. Um, there, are, and I think you mentioned a couple of the the, the big worldwide brands that are there in Cyprus. But uh, Cyprus does host uh, several large companies. Huh? 
There, there are 40 major companies yeah. that have a footprint in Cyprus. Yeah. We call the Catella Corridor because it's such a big street. They're mostly lined up on that street. Mm -hmm. and, and I mentioned Yamaha and Mitsubishi. Uh, Vans has been there. Uh, Bandai's been there. Uh, there. There's a racetrack there. Evergreen Transportation is the largest transportation company in Northern America, and they service mainly the, the Long Beach uh, port. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's it's a it's a fun community, and I think this festival relates to that. People come out knowing that it's a country fair, yeah. and whereas we used to have a lot of cows, <laughs> we don't have any cows anymore. And Brian remembers the cows uh, used to uh, eclipse the number of people. Well, it's no cows because there's no dairy farms, and I think that just embodies what the, the people of Cyprus want. Twenty-two thousand people every year come to this thing. It's free. And the people who are vendors, be they arts and crafts or in our area or in the chili cook-off, they want to be there. Yeah. And it's a one-day event, so right. it's pretty nice. <laughs> What's the, uh, the total square miles uh, in, in Cyprus? It's, it's actually You know, I would, I would look large. it up in my little book ah, there you here go. that I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to say it's uh, six miles, six square miles. It's larger than, it's, to me, it's larger than, because it, it isn't uh, Forest Lawn? Located in Cyprus? Forest Line, the Forest Line, Cyprus. Mm -hmm. So that's it, the that's the further furthest north, right? Right, right. Yes, there, so you go across the bridge uh, and you're in Long Beach, North I think. Or Norwalk. Norwalk. Lakewood. You're Lakewood. Lakewood. You're in Lakewood. Lakewood. Yeah. Norwalk. Lakewood. I used to live there, man. Well, it depends. If you go across the bridge, turn right, you're in Norwalk. No. Yeah. You're in Lakewood. Four, four Nor Norwalk. Norwalk's further down. Way further down. Mm -hmm. Yes. Look four point two acres. There you go, right there. Oh, there so you go. Now, if you read this, book, <laughs> this great <laughs> business director, <laughs> you'll learn a lot about. What <laughs> hey, we're here with Ed Munson and Brian Sunley from uh, Cyprus, and we're gonna take a quick break and come back and chat with them some more about the uh, about the festival. This is uh, Brent Michelle. This is called When I See You. Back after this.
And now we have an eight-year-old on the line. Welcome to our world today. What's your question? Our continents make up 29% of the Earth's surface, meaning that 71% is comprised of water. Man automatically adapts to environmental conditions. So why do I need to take swimming lessons? Are you ready for kids who eat healthy? Good nutrition can lead to great things. To find out how a healthy lifestyle can help your child succeed, go to mypyramid.gov. Brought to you by the Ad Council and USDA. For a little ride. Now you can share the topics that drive the discussions of your favorite talk shows with TalkStream Live's topic-driven talk radio. We gotta talk. Let's take a drive. List and promote real-time talk radio topics, or post the topics that you want to hear. Hot topics are tweeted and retweeted, and include simple click-to-listen audio links. The future of talk radio is topic-driven talk radio. Well, that's what I call real drive. Available now at TalkStreamLive.com. Talk Story Radio. Hi, this is Kelly Z. We're Casey Regan. We're from Music You Can See and Ameriblues.com and Kelly's Live. We are swooping it at Swoops World. They're, they're reminiscing. Welcome back to Central <laughs> on, on the Talkstar Radio Network. Oh, that's outstanding. <laughs> well, you know, um, with the with the uh, with the festival coming up, and, and you know, I, I got you know this is for you, uh, Brian. I got to imagine there's a lot of preparation that goes along with this every every year. Um, how much time does it does it take to, to kind of get things uh, organized? Well, if we were the city, it would probably take about three months. But since, <laughs> since this is, we're basically you know uh, it takes us Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. What? Yeah. But you you spend, I mean, months we, getting all the people. Yeah, we, yeah, paperwork and stuff we get together, you know, takes a couple of months. Nice, nice. And how many, is it all volunteers? Pretty much, pretty much. The city helps with some of the stuff. And uh, and when when you, when you involve the city, um, does that mean you guys can get paid for uh, for your efforts? Or? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. You're talking about Cyprus there. You, know, you, you read back on the city of Cyprus and the tight one that we have in charge of the treasury over there. I mean, he, he's got so many awards, it's ridiculous. <laughs> That's all the funny games. <laughs> That's all good. <laughs> when you know, with, with when the festival, you know, is you know we, we we you know we put a lot of time in the festival, but when the festival um, is not going on. Um, and I know that's the, you know, what I understand, that's the largest, the largest event, uh, largest one-day event in the state, did they say it? In the county. In the county? No, Tustin actually has one that's larger, but oh, really? we, we take credit for pushing them to that. <laughs> Help put them across the line there. <laughs> what, uh, what other events does the chamber get involved in? Uh, 
the chamber chamber does uh, five events a year. Mm -hmm. uh, produces five events a year: student business breakfast, golf tournament, business awards. We're involved in the festival as a co-producer, mm -hmm. and we do a softball tournament it's coming up on August first, where it's a co-ed slow pitch softball tournament. So if you guys want to get a team into that, um, we have a co-ed situation here. Yeah. And then we do a holiday extravaganza. So we, we get after it pretty good. And yeah. again, it goes back to the networking, bringing people together for the right reasons, have a little fun, and at the same time perpetuate the, the chamber mission. Nice. Nice. And f for you, I mean, day to day, you're, you're day to day, and your staff, uh, what, what do you do? Do you go out and do uh, you know, um, networking uh, with other chambers? and? Uh, or whatnot, or is it strictly people coming to you with questions regarding uh, the city? I think it's a mix of a lot of things. We do a lot of planning, obviously, mm -hmm. and going back to talking about the festival, the festival committee starts in January of mm -hmm. every year, and uh, we get after it in monthly meetings, and everybody has their little niche, mm -hmm. and the chamber has its niche in promoting uh, different events and programs that we do, networking breakfast every month, uh, we do publications. We have a website. Uh, we do other things that are promoting the uh, the chamber mission, helping the city, helping our members get to whatever end game that they want. It right. might be legislative. It might be educational. It might be transportation. Uh, how can we make it better for you? And that's why this festival means so much to us because it's just a good time for yeah. people to have. Brian, you were talking about this chili cook-off, man. Tell us a little bit about, let's get, let's get into more detail there. Who's involved in this chili cook-off? Do people, uh, uh, or, or do you have a, like a, a reigning champ? Uh, how, how does this work out? We used to have a reigning champ that won it every year. It's, things have slowly changed. Now we have, over the last two or three years, we've had uh, about four different winners. We do have... Um, I should tell you that this is not a, 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 a sponsored chili cooker. Mm -hmm. This is a local where businesses and uh, sports groups, you know, literally butt heads over chili and salsa. I mean, you know, <laughs> just for bragging rights. You know, it, it's, it's funny in a lot of ways. Family like, recipes. And, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, you... Uh, yeah, 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 I mean, you know, you look at it, and I'll tell you this. I think everybody has tried something at some time in, uh, at, um, to get the best chili. Yeah. You know, now, it, now it's all done. The tasting is done by volunteers. We sell tasters, what we call tasters bags. Mm -hmm. So they go around, and they taste all the chili and all the salsa, and they come back, and they vote on which one is... is that they recommend is the best one. You know, not necessarily true, but... <laughs> the, people, the people have spoken. Yeah, exactly. How many, uh, how how many, many times have we regretted that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, how, how many entrants do you have usually in the uh, chili cook-off? We normally have about 40. Oh, that's a good turnout, yeah. yeah. So we get uh, probably about 20 and 20, something in that range, maybe 24, 16. And, then, and uh, is the chili... So you have volunteers are, are voting. Are, are the, is it just like one category, best of, or do you have like have spicy, best of, 
whatever. You know what I'm saying? There's there's different categories. Yeah, we got best overall, and then we have uh, different categories. Like we have the uh, the best sports group, Chile, the best. We used to have attorneys in it, but we don't get any attorneys anymore. I think we've sued each other. Died. We got tired of being sued. So, you know, best real estate company. You know this kind of thing. I mean, it just uh, just to, just do it for the fun of it, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of it is, you know, it, it, it's there. It's fun. It's nobody's cutthroat. I mean, you know. You'd think it sometimes listening to them. Uh, <laughs> my chili is so much better. <laughs> you know, the wine is at the end of the day, my chili, you know. But hey, you know, we have 1,500 bags we sell. I mean, that's 1,500 votes. I yeah. mean, it used to be that. Uh, Who's you, telling those? You? No. No, no I have. Uh, I, have He's like, no. I, have, I have people sitting on the side telling you. Know, uh, you know, I. <laughs> No. Uh, <laughs> this is all about bond, folks. <laughs> it sounds like, uh, I, I think you said, kind of like a, a old town uh, country country fair type thing, and it sounds like uh, it brings a lot of uh, you know community pride to the to the table there. Yeah, very yeah. much so. Yeah. yeah. We had a lady the other day say, I, "I've been to every one of them. Yeah, thirty-five of them. You know, I run into people still in Cyprus." You have the community festival? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we know that goes. <laughs> yeah. You know, don't you listen to the radio? Don't you listen? Don't you see the big banners out there? Don't you see the, the, the stuff on your doorstep? And you still don't know it's no. you get out. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, that, you know, it, uh, when one of the things, you know, when I think having gone to things like this growing up and, and whatnot. And for me, lots of times when I was looking for free things to do with my kids, I, we'd end up at things like that too. Um, but I always enjoyed them. They always seem to be, you know, seem, seem to be a lot of fun, you know, because you, you see, like you say, you have the, the chili cook-off, the kids' rides, and car shows. The car shows are always wonderful. I mean, everybody always, you know, even people who aren't really into cars enjoy a good car show, you know. So it, it sounds like a, 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 a a lot of hours packed into uh, one day there and a lot, a lot of fun. Well, we certainly think so. <laughs> so. It's a lot of work on game day, as you guys have certainly done in your careers. You know, that one that one day goes by very fast. It's a blur. But at the end of the day, we're satisfied. It's, <laughs> it's 5 o'clock already? <laughs> <laughs> Clean up time. <laughs> Whole other set of problems. <laughs> You're listening to the Swoops Road of the Talkstar Radio Network, and, and we're here with Ed Munson and, and Brian Sunley from the city of Cyprus. We're going to take a quick break, and uh, come on back. This is Satellite Sky. Got this, got this feeling.
I'm in the car next to you on the highway. I sit in front of you on the bus. I'm one out of every six Americans, and I'm struggling with hunger. This isn't an uncontrollable epidemic. There's enough food in this country to feed every hungry person. Please, visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for those around you, quietly struggling with hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. My name is Tom Thornton. And my name is Cindy Thornton. We're retired, and this is how we live united. We decided to volunteer with United Way at our community free health clinic. United Way is how we contribute, because we know our time and money are going to the right places. Judging by the thank yous we get at the clinic, I'd say we're doing the right thing with our retirement, too. We're Tom and Cindy Thornton. We volunteer at our community free health clinic. We don't just wear the shirt. We live it. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Hi, Hi we're the we're enablers, enablers, and, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to Swoop Swirl. <laughs> Welcome back to Super Radio Network. <laughs> you know, as we always say, sometimes we just just keep the mics on during the break because we we usually have a good time and cover a lot of cover a lot of ground during the breaks, mm-hmm. don't we? <laughs> Not always relevant, but uh, you know, relevant enough for us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we're here with Ed Munson, uh, the CEO of Cypress Chamber of Commerce, and Brian Sunley, who's involved in the uh, Cypress community. Festival and uh, he's, he runs the uh, chili cook-off and the salsa cook-off and the uh, car show. We we talked about the chili cook-off a lot, uh, but the salsa cook-off. I mean, how many different types of salsa are we are we talking here? These people come up with, with you know uh, wine salsa, regular salsa. You know, people ask me about this stuff, and I say. You're looking the wrong person. Do I look like a Mexican? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, you know, my, my humor. I said, you know, I, I really don't know. I, I said, you know what? My my good friend here, Trini, she's, she used to win this thing every year continuously. And so she decided that she did, she wasn't going to do regular salsa anymore. She wanted to do a wine salsa. Lost. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I had a really good mango salsa uh, not too long ago. I'm not a big fan of that because yeah. I don't try mango. mango salsa yeah. one. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it didn't go up. Until he just said he's not, you're not a fan. Uh, I'm not a fan because just because I don't like mangoes. So well, me, well, of course you would be a fan. That's like saying. But it's sweet. I don't like sweet. I don't like sweet salsas. I like sharp, but I don't want it to be so spicy that I can't taste, taste what it. I just put it on. You know, like. Yeah, it should be zingy and flavorful. That's to me an ideal salsa. And uh, well, can't fill your tongue for a while. Yeah, that's no fun. So I mean, big, I know some people big, dig that. You're not a big ghost chili or habanero uh, salsa kind of guy. I, you know, habaneros can be used, but you got to really be careful how you use them. You got to, uh, if you just, you can't use habaneros the, the way you would say, say, say a recipe calls for three jalapenos. Right. You cannot use three habaneros. You cannot. You know, you could use one or half of one, and because habaneros, although they are incredibly spicy, do have a lot, a lot of flavor. flavor. Yeah. So, especially if you get the ones that are 
riper. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, little, they're, they're, they're more red, than, the, than the darker red. colors. Mm -hmm. You'll end up with plenty of heat, but a, a, a bit more flavor. And so if you use them, you know, solicitously, you use them wisely, <laughs> you cannot hurt anybody. <laughs> wisely. You cannot hurt anybody and still have some awesome heat with some awesome flavor. <laughs> Unfortunately, people just say, oh... Three jalapenos. Well, we'll put five habaneros in there, and next thing you know, you, you're on fire. You know, I I, I, I bought some of the pre-made bottle habanero. Uh, oh, yeah. At the, you know, the place in the uh, in the village, shoreline village over there. Yeah. Hot stuff. And then uh, I've had a couple of them that are really, really good. Really, really good. Yeah. I mean, they but, can't have flavor. Yeah. The ghost chilies are just, that's all just, that's just a, fire. It's just <laughs> all just heat, and there's not flavor in that. But I'm, I imagine you could get flavor out of it. It's just not what they do. They're like ghost jelly, and you know, let's create as hot a, an item as we can come up with. It, it takes too long afterwards to get any taste from it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the that's a bad thing. I mean, you know, you you can have a great jelly, but if you get it to that point where it's you, you don't taste it when you're eating it, and you don't get to taste it until 15 minutes later. I, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. I and tomorrow, yeah. when you sit on the pot, <laughs> I'm just saying that I'm not sure what Johnny Cash was talking about when he talked about Ring of Fire. I'm just saying, he may have, uh, he may have had a habanero. He may have had a habanero or a ghost chili, right? Yeah. Do you get the uh, the exotic meats in the, in the chilies, cook-offs? Yes, we do. Yeah. Yes, we do. We've uh, had people that have used venison. We have people that have used uh, buffalo meat, uh, we've had, you name it, yeah. we've had people try different things. People who want to participate in that, what, how do they go about doing so? Do, have, do they already have to have their uh, their request in or application in, or is it still time for that? I can take applications all the way up to the Saturday, but if that's what you're going to do, make sure that... Uh, you go online to Cypress Community Festival 2015 and pull up all the paperwork. Because without the paperwork, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've, we've discussed this, having put on events, uh, you, know, uh, you know, public events. Um, the, the, the permit process with the city. Now, this is an event that's been going on every year, so I just probably have it streamlined down, but... Uh, I don't know if you if you're any one of you are involved in, in getting the permits for the for the for the event, but that's usually a, a, a headache. We have no city permits. Fortunately, Touchwood, we have never skirted around that. Ah. Now the health department is a different proposition. There's a that's a whole different animal there, yeah. You know, that's really a different proposition. That. Yeah. You know, but even that. I probably should not say this on air because of the fact that uh, a few years ago we had a change in the people from the health department and the gentleman that was chair at that time, both he and I had to transport ourselves down to Orange County Health and to tell them how to run this particular show hmm. because they had no idea. And our backup, who was Howard, humble Howard, as I called him, had moved on, so I had to keep 
make sure they contacted him in order to see that it was legit. So it was quite a process, but now we've had the same gentleman, but now he's moved on, so I don't know what we're going to go through this year. Mm, uh, wow. The website is cypressfestival.com. Uh, anybody wants to go check that out, and it gives you all the information there. Uh, Oak Knoll Park, 9600 Graham Street? Or Cypress Community Center, 5700 Orange Avenue. Yeah, we we I see we're having a dis, mm. dispute with that one now. <laughs> All our literature says fifty seven hundred Orange Avenue. Ah, ah. So yeah, website's got both addresses okay. on there. So yeah, only because the park does not have anything to say. It's that number. Ah, okay. The building up front says fifty seven hundred Orange Avenue. Kiwanis Pancake Breakfast starts at seven. Either yeah, seven mm-hmm. to eleven. There you go. Five K, ten K. Which one are you guys competing in? Five K, ten K. We watch. <laughs> a cheer, a cheer. We don't even do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Used to be that start and finish of that was right, right, right on Oxford. Since since we moved, uh, we've been trying to figure a way to get it back. So far, we haven't figured out a way to get it back. <laughs> well, you know, uh, is there, we tried to cover a lot, you know, in, in a short period of time. Is there anything you wanted to discuss that we have yet to talk about? I don't think so. I mean, we, we encourage people to come by and see us and have a good time. It's 9 to 5, uh, all ages. The date again? We didn't put the date out. It's on the 25th of July. Exactly. You're actually correct. <laughs> I think there's something for everybody. Yeah. You know, if you want the kids to, you know, enjoy some rides or you're looking at the car show at Chili Cook-Off or just walking around looking at the booths, you're going to have a good time. Yeah. And in one year we had a temperature uh, reading of 111, but hmm. most times it's in the low 80s. So uh, it's comfortable. We have a lot of food, a lot of entertainment, uh, plenty of beverage. Yeah, good man. So we, we, we have a good time. We encourage other people to join us. Absolutely. And in my understanding, there's plenty of parking, shuttle, uh, if you park off-site. And it sounds like you have it down to a science now. Did they give you the parking? Did yeah. They, they said, yeah you, can, you go ahead and repeat it if you want. It, it, Cypress High School, Oak Knoll Park, mm-hmm. the uh, city council chambers, mm-hmm. the LDS church next door, and then Oxford across the street. The shuttle will be... Uh, all four places. And that's totally a block away, and that's the furthest yeah. away for that particular. Yeah, place. I mean, if you're young and fit like you guys, you can probably walk. <laughs> welcome back to Cyprus. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> we want to thank you guys for joining us, and then uh, we want to encourage everybody uh, in Saturday, uh, July 25th, which is a week from this coming Saturday, uh, at uh, Cypress Community Center, located at Oak Knoll Park, 5700 Orange Avenue. Check it out. Thanks a lot, guys, for showing up. And, Thank you, uh, and we look forward to doing a photo op with you guys on game day. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. This is Seven Solo. This is called Big uh, Featuring Corrupt. Back after this. Yeah, we're about to get into this little racket.
larger than life in 3D, so visual, yeah, I know you see me, we do it big, 7X plus the name, you can trust 7 Solo and the homie Corrupt, we do it big, larger than life in 3D, so visual, yeah, I know you see me, we do it big, 7X plus the name, you can trust 7 Solo and the homie Corrupt, it is out there, far as the eye can see, it's your destiny, I'm living mine, 7 in his prime, do the dirty work, cleaner than a fresh press shirt, who the expert, me, internet Seven hop through the hoops with my super troops Blowing la la, tell me what it is, baby pop mm. Ooh and ah when I rip the bars Bang shots at the moon, put a head on Mars It is all for the cause, for real with no pause Word to my mom, my kids and my balls yeah. Long time coming, no fronting Always believed in seven from a youngin' And now there's light at the end of the tunnel Your voice in the bubble, out of space like the Hubble The hourglass is half empty, my nigga We came together are you really with me, my nigga? Verbal potassium, adrenaline for the soul. I've been doing this shit since like 10 years old. I'ma show you how to come up, you get up and go. It's special, I don't be falling for the rigmarole. A thousand island on it, a thousand violent soldiers. A thousand words a minute, a thousand crowds of poets surrounded round the moment. Time, I control the hourglass. Inceptions in the mind, deceptions in the heart. Intellections in the lessons. Everyday trials and tribulations and blessings. See, macaroni, Tony, Mac game, Macadocious. That's more wholesome than bread. The host and the hostess. She's sweeter than hostess. Cali Costa Nostra. Venom, spitting acidic. Every other minute. I love it and I live it. Nigga, I do it big, big. Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Let TalkStream Live transform the way you listen to radio. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Hello, this is Normandy Wilson, and you're listening to Snoop's World. I Monday morning, too much thinking could take your soul away. And happiness becomes a broken armchair where you would like to stay. How 
Just enough to get by And tell me how far Just how far Would you fly
slipping away It was just another day With my conscience in tow I got lost, twisted around It's a long, long way to a higher ground Keep your eyes on the Time for Brewskies, our beer tasting segment right here at Swoops Row Late Night, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. So grab yourself a glass, pour yourself a brew, and join us right now for Brewskies, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the most important part of the show. No offense. This is the part where we officially, officially drink beer. And so tonight, we're having a stone... Uh, growler, courtesy of Swoop here, and um, 
take that. Our guests are going to, at least one of our guests. You want both of our guests? Okay. One of our guests is going to join us in this wonderful libation. Um, so, no cheating. Don't start too early. What we do, the way we do it for our guests, is uh, we do a, an official tasting. We always start with our guests, who will tell us what they think, their honest opinion. Don't start yet. Nah, not yet. And then we do, we do a tasting. Tell us what you think. On the second time around, you're going to give us a number, and we'll come out with an average. And uh, that will then conclude our, our official beer tasting thing. So, so just for uh, our people who don't know, we're drinking, and I tried to look this up. There's nothing okay. I could find online uh, um, because it changes. Uh, Hi-Fi, Lo-Fi mixtape is, is what we're drinking. And this is sort of like uh, where they do collaborations. With other brewers yes. or other breweries. Correct. And uh, so it changes up all the time. I couldn't find this particular mixtape. However, it is 7.8% alcohol. And um, we're huge Stone fans, so it's probably pretty awesome already without, you know, spilling any beans. <laughs> but if it, isn't, if it isn't, we will let you know Cheers. what it really actually tastes like. Salud. So what we're going to do is we're going to taste. We're going to ask what your honest opinion is. And then we're all going to do that. Then we'll come back for a score. Brian, what are your thoughts? Mm. Kind of weak. Not bad taste. Smooth. Good aftertaste. <laughs> like it? Possible. <laughs> Peter. Um, you know, not what I expected. Because every time I drink a stone, I'm expecting... Punch. Yeah, I'm not like a pow, something yeah. just like kick-in-the-head kind of flavor. And it, it doesn't... Uh, I don't know if I'd say weak, but it doesn't, it doesn't meet that sort of expectation. Uh, that being said, it is very got a nice clean finish. Uh, it does have some decent hoppiness, more in the flavor side of things as opposed to the bittering side of things. Um, so... And there's something odd, uh, you know, I'm going to be generous and say floral, but it may not be floral. It might be... It's in the floral category. It's odd. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? I am... Um, not saying rose hips, but um, <laughs> something floral. Okay. I would say, uh, first of all, First of all, first of all, <laughs> uh, we start we started with uh, an, another uh, a stone that's not normally what we drink either, right? And uh, that I thought was, uh, although it's not a part of the judging, but it's kind of leading up to it. I thought was um, stone stoneish, but not yeah. what we're used to with stone. It, you know, yeah, it, it was good. This is in, a, in the same category for me. It's it's uh, it's obviously stony. <laughs> but it's not what we're used to with stone, and it has like a little sweetness to it that uh, I don't. You know, I'm not usually a sweet fan, but right. I, it has a sweetness to it that's that's passable. Um, it's it's very clean though. It's a clean it's a clean tasting beer, uh, but like you said, I'm used to and for seven eight seven point eight. It's it's very smooth. Yeah, yeah. Give them credit there. They did some some stuff right. But I'm I'm, I'm expecting a little bit more. It's got hops. I don't know what it is. It's it, it's it's got it's, a, like, it's got a lot of flavors in it. I, I'm tasting two or three different flavors out of the gate, but uh, it's uh, it's not what I expect from stone. Yeah, 
I'm with you there, man. Brian, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being best. You didn't say for today. Uh, Compared to the one earlier tonight, I would have to say probably 6. 6? Peter? I'm about in that same... Oh, I found something finally here. Ah. I had to think it freezing up. Uh, I would have to say right around the same thing. You know... I'm gonna go with a six and a half. You know, yeah, yeah. I, 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 good but not great. I, I, I'm, I was at about a six, six and a half. Uh, I think I'm, gonna, I think I'm, gonna, I think I'm gonna stay with a six. Okay. Yeah, but uh, it, yeah. what was it say about it? Uh, see how it keeps coming up. Every time I've done that, it comes up. Uh, uh, take, take, there's a. Little, oh, there's something. There you go, right there. Yes. <laughs> All right. You got to pass the never, The thing never showed up. Um, oh, okay. So this gives us a little more uh, info here. Uh, this is a beer that pays homage. Here's what they have to say about their own brew. Uh, a beer that pays homage to the, a centuries-old tradition of combining new beer with aged stock ales. So that kind of explains some uh, of those interesting odd flavors we're getting there. Freshly brewed beers of the day often were were very smoky and bitter tasting and were blended with older beers that had mellowed with age to produce more drinkable libations. This modern brew will showcase our brewers' talents of blending a a stock ale aged more than three months in oak uh, oak vessels with a fresh version of the same beer to create a perfect harmony. I don't know about the perfect harmony, but a harmony spanning end to end. Okay. So that explains why we're getting some odd... We're tasting new beer and old beer. New beer and aged beer. Uh, and the aged beer, most importantly, has uh, been aged in uh, oak. wood. Oak. Yeah. So that's that explains some of the unusual flavors we're getting there. All that being said, I'm liking this. I'm liking this. Not awesome, like most of the other stone brews that we have, but uh, <laughs> but tasty. No, it's, it's it's not bad at all. But uh, like I said, I, I'm a I'm a good solid six on. What are we eating with this, Peter? How will I know? This is an odd one. Um, I don't know. This this, but I can say as we, we we usually say with anything stone or these big big giant IPAs that we normally drink. Um, you know, they're meat and potatoes sort of thing. But this one has enough subtlety uh, that it could go with some other flavors. It could go with some of the earlier courses in a meal. Um, if you were doing a kind of a tasting, uh, a flight of these, this would definitely, could definitely, depending on what the other beers were, earlier in the flights. So, you know, this is something you could probably get away with serving uh, um, a... Some sort of a soft cheese and and uh, asparagus sort of thing, you know, mm-hmm. like that early appetizer hors d'oeuvre sort of thing. Right. And on the, on the other hand, this could probably go pretty well with those first courses. This probably could pair up pretty decently with something like scallops, um, shrimp that's uh, maybe grilled, uh, something some sharp. Uh, marinades or something like that, and you could you even know, do chicken um, roasted it, on those lines. My night sounded like it would, but I would have uh, enjoyed this last night. I, I, I went to this uh, restaurant called the Gulf Stream in mm-hmm. Newport Beach, and I had their uh, Caesar salad with uh, these bread and fried oysters on it. And uh, this would have worked just fine. I could see that. that. Yeah, yeah, I could see that working out nicely. Yeah, so. so it. 
this probably, I'm guessing, would be a little overwhelmed by the, the meat and potato stuff, but there's just enough kick in there that it might work, you know, it might work. But I would definitely probably the earlier, earlier courses. Excellent. There you have another edition of Brewski, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. That's Brewski's, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. Go there, join the Beer of the Month Club, and they will send you a box of beer each month. Four different breweries, three bottles apiece from around the world. We're going to take a quick break. We've got, we've got a guest coming in, coming, calling in at 9.15. That'll be Bob Case, the Vice President of the International Boxing Association which uh, he's the vice president, and Dean Chance is the president. Uh, Bob's been on um, numerous times, and he's always has plenty to talk about, so we're looking forward to talking to him. Following Bob will be Anthony Davis, and, uh, of course, uh, then I guess Peter and I will be uh, kibitzing without uh, T-Bone here, huh? Mm-hmm. You're listening to Swoops World on Talk Story Radio Network. This is Sofa City Sweetheart. I've never heard anything so sad. Back after this. My God, I never heard anything so sad. My name is Joe Thompson. I'm 29, and thanks to my college degree, I'm a systems analyst, and the college me would tell you. I wouldn't be here without Big Brothers Big Sisters. My big brother believed in me, and to a 7-year-old, that means a lot. My big brother's name is Phil, and Phil is the reason that this 7-year-old grows up to be a systems analyst. Whether you donate money or time, you're helping Big Brothers Big Sisters help a child. Start something today at BigBrothersBigSisters.org. Brought to you by Big Brothers Big Sisters and the Ad Council. Hey, over here, behind the fence. Huh? You? The bike? Yeah, the bike. Here in the grass where the kids left me a while ago. Could you get the dust off my seat and remind the kids how fun I still am? Okay. Oh, you are dusty. I may need my spokes tightened, too. Let's go. As Native American parents and caregivers, our encouragement to healthy lifestyles for our kids is helping them get outside and play. Get ideas. Get involved. Get going at letsmove.gov slash Indian country. Brought to you by USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. 
Talk Story Radio. Hello, this is Steve Delamater, and hello to all you out there on the interwebs. Keep it right here on Swoops World. What's shaking, baby? Wanna go for a spin? I got the top down, looking round at places I've been. There's a diner on the corner. Let's Welcome back to Swiss World. Absolutely. Ten days away from the Cypress Community Festival, so if you get a chance, go check that out. Like I said, you can go to uh, cypressfestival.com and you find out all about that. About two minutes away from uh, Bob Case. Uh, let me let you know a couple things here. If you want to get fit, get in shape, stay in shape, uh, personal training, you know, boot camp, indoor rowing, much, much more, contact our good friend Jack Nunn over at Rowworks Fitness, R-O-W-O-R-X, located at 5750 Boathouse Lane in the city of Long Beach. You can go to the website website www.rowworks.com or give them a call at 562-688-1716 let them know the swoops roll sent you and your first week is free let's see what else we got here if you want to go uh, if, if you listen if people know that you need to get enough fruits and vegetables in your system to make you uh, keep you healthy and keep you out of the doctor's office you want to learn more about that go to the front page there on swoopsworld.com click on the banner on the right there it takes you to healthynewday.com got of information on that and uh, you can figure that out and you can also learn about growing your own organic non-gmo produce uh, with the New thing there on the page there. So check that out. That's uh, healthynewday.com. Uh, Peter will be coming back in in just a second. He's saying goodbye to the folks, folks that were uh, in here with us a little bit ago, and uh, we're going to get that going on. Audible.com. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash swoopsworld, and you have an opportunity to uh, pick from oh, several hundred thousand audible books of varying, uh, you know, genres and whatnot if you uh, enter that way you can get your first uh, book free and uh, by doing so by entering through uh, there and signing up through there swoops world earns a few extra pennies uh plenty of things to listen to and uh like i said we've been listening to a lot of things on audible for a long time now so definitely check that out and like i said that's audible.com for audibletrial.com forward slash swoops world and you check that out and uh, sign up there, and you'll be pretty happy you did, especially if you uh, love to read but don't have enough time to sit down and read. you got too many things going on. You can put that, uh, you took, put that audible trial, download that onto your, uh, your iPhone or your uh, Android device or your, you know, any type of mobile device or your computer or whatnot, and, and uh, plug it in and listen as you work, and it's good. It's a good way to get some stuff. And now they've added that whole educational line of uh, uh, books there, too, lectures and and whatnot, kind of like uh, iTunes has that iTunes U, iTunes U, and it uh, works out real well. It's all all good there. Uh, let's see here. We're waiting on uh, Bob to give us a call. He'll be calling any moment now. Like I said, we also have Anthony Davis. We'll be talking to him in about uh, 20, 25 minutes also, and uh, see what he's got to say about things happening in the world. And uh, we'll be chatting about the ESPY Awards. And uh, this is Bob calling in now. We'd like to welcome to the show the uh, Vice President of the International Boxing Association, good friend of the show, Bob Case. How you doing, Bob? I'm doing great, Keith. How you been, buddy? Absolutely fine, man. And it's always, as, as always, it's always a pleasure to have a chance to chat with you and, and talk about what's going on and, and, and things and uh, that, we, that we're all both uh, 
you know, happy to talk about and uh, it's near and dear to our hearts. And, and uh, it's always a pleasure to have that opportunity, man. I appreciate you calling in. Well, thank you very much, Keith. It's always an honor to be on your show. Uh, as I've mentioned uh, previously, Bob is the Vice President of International Boxing Association, and uh, we know there's always things going on there, and you had some good news uh, about things going on uh, at the IBA right now. Yeah, Keith, to tell you the truth, um, I went with a friend of mine uh, to a uh, boxing uh, luncheon about, maybe it was maybe a month ago, and at, at sitting at our table was Mike Weaver, the former heavyweight champion of the world. He was the WBA heavyweight champion, and he beat you know a lot of great fighters. And uh, we were talking, and he was talking about the IBA, and he mentioned to me that he won the IBA title in in Bay City, St. Louis, Mississippi, in uh, November third, I believe it was, nineteen ninety four, and he never got his championship belt. And I said, "You're kidding! You were the IBA heavyweight champion of the world. You never got your belt." It was one fight, second round knockout, and uh, so I made a call to our, our president, uh, Dean Chance, who, by the way, was just elected into the Los Angeles Angels Hall of Fame. Um, he will be uh, inducted uh, August 22nd in Anaheim when they play the Toronto Blue Jays on a Saturday. Nice. Uh, they're, they're inducting him and uh, Tim Salmon in the Hall of Fame, and they'll join Nolan Ryan and uh, Rod Carew and Gene Autry and some of the other Hall of Famers. So that's going to be a real nice weekend. I'm looking forward to But anyway, to make a long story short, Dean uh, sent me out the IBA heavyweight title belt, which I'm going to present to Mike Weaver sometime in the next few days. I just talked to Mike yesterday, and he was all excited to know the belt's finally here. And um, I'm going to be putting it around him, you know, 21 years later. It's going to make a, they're going to make a little, you know, press release story out of it, you know, that Mike gets his belt 21 years later. You know? now, now, <laughs> so, the, you know, the, the, the big question is, 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 does the belt have to be any bigger now than uh, when he won it? Or, or is he, is he still yeah, as a matter of fact, you know, we, 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 for heavyweight champions, we make the belts bigger. We, we actually had James likes out Tony won the heavyweight title. And the the belt didn't fit him, so we had to have a bigger belt. So we actually ordered a bigger belt for Mike Weaver. Mike's in great shape, but you know, his, I don't know if you remember his nickname was Hercules. You know, uh, he was always a terrific physical specimen, and he's in great shape today. You know, he works out. He has a gym over there in Ontario, and he trains fighters and uh, trains every day. So he's still in great shape. And Excellent. his wife was sitting with us with him, and she looks. I couldn't believe it. She was still in the, I think she was celebrating her 59th birthday when we were there that day, and she looked like she was 30 years old. Nice. I said, I, there must be something. The brothers don't age. You know <laughs> I mean, I, she looked like she was 30 years old. I said, I, I couldn't I couldn't believe it. You know? but, uh, and that, that just shows they're living right. You know what I mean? That's good. That's good. That's good to hear, yeah. man, because you, you, know, you hear so much about former athletes and, and uh, you know, and, and, and what, you know, the, you know, after years of retirement and, you don't, no, recognize, you no, don't Mike, recognize them and stuff. That's good to hear. Yeah, Mike's doing great. I'm real, real uh, yeah, proud to have him as our IBA heavyweight champion. You know, it was, uh, but uh, it was right before Dean Chance took over the IBA. He got it from a guy named Blackie Gennaro, and uh, who's no longer with us. But he uh, took over when Blackie passed away. Uh, Dean took it over, and Dean was a good friend of Blackie Gennaro's, and then we've been running it ever since. Well, excellent. Um, what, any any uh, any upcoming big fights uh, we need to know about? Yeah, well, uh, the fight everybody's talking about right now is uh, uh, Miguel Cotto and uh, and uh, 
this Alvarez, the, the kid they call Canelo, uh, he's, which is cinnamon in, in, his, in Mexican, you know, Spanish. It's, he's a redheaded uh, Mexican with freckles. You know, he looks like a gringo. And he's the, the Mexicans love him. He's like a rock star in Mexico. And, and, and Miguel Cotto is the biggest fighter in Puerto Rico right now. So the two of them are going to get together probably in the first part of November, and that's going to make everybody forget the uh, bad taste in the mouth left from Floyd Mayweather and uh, Manny Pacquiao, because this will be a, nobody will get cheated or ask for a refund on the fight when they see these two guys go at it, because it will be Mexico versus Puerto Rico, and it's always been a big rivalry, and they're, you know, two, actually two future Hall of Famers. I mean, Miguel Cotto, if he never fought again, is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. He's won five world titles, and, uh, and Canelo Alvarez is only 23, 24 years old, and he's young. He's, you know, 46 and one or some ridiculous yeah, he's got a great, great record. Nice. Um, last time we spoke, uh, we were talking about uh, uh, something. A guy was writing a book uh, coming out for on Casey Stingle, who you worked for. Uh, where are we at in the process on that? I just talked to Marty. He called me. He's always calling me for new stuff. I just talked to him last week, Marty Appel, and he's written eighteen books. He's written books on Larry King. He's written books on Thurman Munson, the history of the Yankees, the Yankee Empire. He's written Joe DiMaggio. He wrote a book on him. But he's he's actually right now finishing the Casey Stingle book, which is he's really gone through it fast. It's going to be a 400-page book, and it's going to be out probably in uh, November or December at all the stores all over the United States and all over the world, actually. It's going to be published. And um, I'm really looking forward to it because I told Marty, I said, I, he, when he's talking to me on the phone about Casey, he's telling me things I don't know about Casey. And I was with him every day for 10 years. So if he's teaching, I said, I'm looking forward to reading your book, Marty, so I can learn things about Casey I didn't know. Because he's, ta- he's told me some unbelievable stuff that I never even knew. You know, I mean, yeah. this guy has done research like nobody else. I mean, he was a publisher for the New York Yankees for many years, and Mickey Mantle was there. He was Mickey Mantle's guy that helped Mickey personally. And, uh, you know, he's just uh, been around a long time, and he's a, a wonderful guy. And I'm so proud that I, and a, you know, an established, accomplished writer like Marty Appel is 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 glorifying Casey. You know, 40 years after he died, and uh, you know, I mean, there's been 25 books written on Casey, but this will probably be this will without a doubt be the Robert Kramer, who you know used to write for this for Sports Illustrated, wrote a beautiful book on Casey. But this one will surpass all of them. You know, so I, I just can't wait to read it. Because it's the research the guy's done is unbelievable. I mean, he knows all things that I, I, I can't believe the things he's told me over the phone, little facts and figures. And he, he asked me all kinds of things, you know, you know, everything about Casey personally, little nicks and things about what kind of cigarettes would he smoke and what was his favorite booze and what this and what that, and, you know, you know, all kinds of things. Wow. things so. You know, uh, Bob. You know, uh, and, and Peter. You, you know, I, I told you. You know, Bob. Bob knows so much about USC, and and uh, and he's had so much sports memorabilia in general that you know there's an exhibit going at the Reagan Library right now, and a lot of his stuff's there. And I want to talk to you about that uh, in a second, Bob. But I was doing some. Yeah. Re- I was doing some research recently, and uh, I came across a name and, and of somebody I, I I don't remember, and I know you you know a lot of the history. Have you ever heard of a guy named C. R. Roberts? Are you kidding? Boy, that's great research, Keith. CR is a dear, dear friend of mine for probably 50 years. And I talked to CR last week, as a matter of fact. And um, he was a, he, there, now there's some history. 
I mean, you talk, people talk about Sam Cunningham. C.R. Roberts was a block running back for USC in 1954, five and six. And he wore number 36. He was in the same backfield with Jaguar John Arnett. And he went to Texas in 1956. And no black had ever played at the University of Texas. And he got in that game and carried the ball 11 times for 230 yards and two or three touchdowns when they took him out. He lit the place up. And CR can tell you stories about how when he went to the hotel in Texas, all the, the, the black, you know, like the maids and the people, the chambermaids and stuff came into his room and they couldn't believe that a black man was in this hotel and actually going to play in Texas. So, you know, I've always said, you know, CR then later played for the San Francisco 49ers in that famous all-initial backfield, which had Y.A. Tittle, J.D. Smith, R.C. Owens, and, and C.R. Roberts. They call it the all-initial backfield. And as a matter of fact, Y.A. Tittle's the only living one at CR right now because J.D. Smith just passed away about a month ago. But CR is about 80 years old. He's sharp as a tack. He's, uh, you know, just a wonderful human being. And I've introduced him to young SC football players, black kids especially, and, and told them the history. And they're just blown away by the history of C.R. Roberts. And I I never understand why SC doesn't have a guy like that, you know, around there to, to talk to the black community, to talk. I mean, you should celebrate a guy like that when he's alive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you look at a Sam Cunningham who went to Alabama and broke the color with Bear Bryant in Alabama in 1973 in that famous game, which they're making a movie on. I mean, you look, and Sam was one of the classiest, nicest. I have never, and I've known Sam for over 50 years. I've never heard a bad word about him. Everybody loves Sam Cunningham. Everybody. So, you know, he's a, he played for the New England Patriots for 12 years. He's in the Patriot Hall of Fame. He uh, was an All-American at SC. Uh, just, and, and, but more important, he's an All-American as a human being. Sam yeah. Cunningham's one of the classiest, nicest guys. And you wonder why a guy like Sam Cunningham is not around that university. You know, to, to relate to the black people, to, you know, to relate. You know, you don't think the kids in the ghetto that they recruit out of there to make their program better would love to hear a story about a Sam Cunningham or C.R. Roberts or, or even Anthony Davis who lit up the whole country in the, in the seventies, you know, yeah. played on five national championship teams and broke records. He's still number three in rushing in the history of SC. And he was more famous for returning kickoffs and, he, <laughs> and he's number three and he broke all OJ Simpson's records. So, you know, the, the bottom line is you look and you see what these people do and why does the university never use them? I don't understand it. I mean, mm-hmm. he's had his own talk shows, his own radio shows, his own television shows. You know, he had the Lexus Gauntlet show. He's done all this stuff. Uh, Sam Cunningham's one of the most articulate, classy, nice guys. C.R. Roberts was a was a school teacher after he retired from the NFL for many years. He's a he's a you know college graduate. Why are these guys not around there? I I I I have to ask myself that question. I really don't know the answer. You know. Well, it's interesting because, uh, you know, I, I just pulled up the C.R. Uh, Roberts on, on Wikipedia here, and it said... Uh, He's on Wikipedia. Yeah, it yeah. said he, he, uh, Roberts led the Trojans to a 44-20 victory over Texas during the 56th season. It was the first time a black player competed against a white player in that state. He rushed for 251 yards in only 12 minutes. Uh, exactly. He got his degree in business administration. A degree in business. Uh, so, you know. Where's CR? And CR is the nicest guy you'd ever want to meet. He's a sweetheart of a guy, you know? And well, so, it just amazes me how these people just are forgotten. These are what made the SC, as we've talked about many times, is a brand. It's a brand. And they're, what they're selling to all these recruits is the brand. 
the brand of USC. And, and you look around there and you, and you say, these people all live within a half an hour of SC. Why are they never around? Well, I'd like to know the answers to some that, of these that questions. Is, that, yeah. is, that is interesting because, you know, like you said, I, I, just, I just heard about this guy recently, and, 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 uh, and you start finding out all this kind of stuff about him, and then you talk about, you know, the, 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 the groundbreaking uh, things that Sam, Sam Bam Cunningham did, you know, when he played against Alabama and, and AD and stuff. But why, why do you think it is that these, these guys aren't uh, are, are a part of the university and part of the recruitment process? I, I, you know, Keith, it, it's, I've, I've even asked some of these athletes that question. I really have a hard time answering. I mean, they brought John Robinson, the former coach, back. He's out there talking to people and making speeches and stuff. For the, you know, uh, you know, there's other former athletes around there, but you know, I sure don't see any of those guys around. You know, and if you look at the how many black athletes USC has, the, the brand they sell. Look, look at the majority of their all Americans in the last thirty years. You know, it doesn't take a rocket science to figure out that 80% of them are black guys. So yeah. wouldn't you think you'd have somebody from the black community talking to these people? I, I mean, it just, it's amazing to me. I, I'm bewildered by that. You know, it's, uh, you know, Mike Garrett was there, you know, and then he got axed out of there, but it doesn't seem like uh, there's, you know, maybe if you don't want a black athletic director, you know, bring in some of these guys to talk to these people. That's, you know, kind of what I see, you know. Are there are there are there no black uh, blacks part of the are part of the recruitment process or, or no they have they have a former All American or a great football player a wonderful human being named Willie Brown who helps in the uh, academics uh-huh. but uh, you know he's been as a part of the university for a long time Willie's a wonderful guy by the way everybody loves Willie Brown and he's probably I don't know seventy five years old now and his brother Ollie Brown played for the San Diego Padres and he had a Another brother, Oscar Brown, that played for the Atlanta Braves. So they were a very athletic family from Long Beach. And, uh, you know, Willie does a great job over there. But the, the, there's nobody, you know, to reach out to the to the black community, which I think would be – you don't think that would help recruiting? Well, without a guy like you would think so. I mean, especially yeah. if anybody knows where USC is located. <laughs> yeah, of course. You would, you would think. And, and, and you know, and, and the amount of, uh, uh, you know, blacks that attend there, at least, in, you know, uh, like you said, are, are on the field there uh, participating. And, and I mean, the, the kids I've talked to, and I've introduced these guys to a lot of the young black players and told them about, I've introduced C.R. Robertson, Sam They A lot of them know have heard about Sam Cunningham because there's a book written on him and there's, they're making a movie, a feature film. They've been talking about it for years. Uh, you know, where, where Barrett Bryant brings him in and says, this is what a football player looks like and all that. There's a, there's a whole, uh, I think John Papadakis was involved in it. They were making a movie. But anyway, the bottom line is, um, it, it's just such a plus for the university. And it's, it's like these guys are such classy, articulate, nice guys. I just think they'd be a boom for the university. You know, I, 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 I bewildered, you know, but yeah, it is what it is, you know. So, you know, there's some things I've learned a long time ago. You know, you win when you surrender. There's certain things I can't control. You know what I mean? Right. I'm just a fan. I'm just a USC fan. It's been a fan there all my life, and I've been fortunate and blessed. I've known most of the players over the years, and um, I just I have a pretty good idea. In fact, I was having dinner tonight and saw Wayne Hughes, and he's one of the, he's the one that you know built the McKay Center, and we talked about the he's looking forward to the football season and. Uh, you know, um, I, I love guys like Wayne. You know, Wayne has done so much for the university and given so much 
you know, done so many wonderful things to that university that a lot of people don't even know about. He's had buildings named after him, but he's done a ton of other things that people don't even know about. Mm-hmm. And those are the kind of people that I really look up to, like the Brian Kennedys, who you know, and uh, you met Brian when yeah. we were at that uh, dinner that night. And Brian's done so many things for players. You know, I'm talking about former players, not current players. Help guys that are down off and they're walking. You know, I've seen him do things that nobody knows about. You know, he's got, tried to get guys in rehabs that have had alcohol problems and done uh, just, just a host of wonderful things. And to me, when it's all said and done, you know, and you leave this earth, it's like, it's like what kind of a, you know, is it how much money you made? Is it how much, how famous you were? Is it, or is it doing things like that? You know, doing things to help people to spread the, you know, spread yourself around and spread your good fortune around, you know, and, and that's what all these guys at Wayne Hughes has done. And, uh, and I, I, those kind of guys, I think the world. Of. Yeah. You know, one last question, Bob. Uh, um, um, I read an article, not an article. I just got a notification earlier tonight uh, on ESPN. It says uh, USC Trojans exploring the possibility of selling the naming rights to the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. Um, you know, we, we've on the show we've talked about uh, the fact that most of us we're not big on the you know the the you know st- staple name your corporate entity field. Uh, uh, you know, the, this Coliseum's always been the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum since they built it for the what, 32 Olympics and whatnot. Uh, what do you think about uh, what do you think about that? Um. You mean as far as SC naming? They're going to sell. It looks like they're exploring the possibility of selling the naming rights, which means it'll be called the, I don't know, the you know Staples Staples Field or Albertsons Field or whatever. You know, I mean, no, I, I, to me, the Coliseum is almost sacred. It's it's been there since the 1923 Olympics, and you know, if you think of the people, you know, the Dodgers played there in 1959, 60, 61. You know, all the you know the great great games have been there. The I was at first Super Bowl there in 1967 when the Green Bay Packers played the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, and uh, it, it was, uh, you know, it was Super Bowl one. And if you look at the history in that place and you look at what it represents, the Olympic champions that have been there and all the things that have been there, it's, it should be a landmark. You know, they should, they should never, ever, I don't believe, ever change the name of it or change it down. I know they changed the name of the Rose Bowl to the something Rose Bowl game. They changed the name of the game, but the Rose Bowl is still the Rose Bowl and it should always be the Rose Bowl. And I believe the Coliseum should always be the L.A. Memorial Coliseum. Absolutely. That's just my personal belief. Yeah. I'm with you, Bob. Hey, Bob, I want to thank you uh, for joining us. I know you're I know you're out and about tonight, and you and, and I really, truly appreciate you taking the time to, to give us a call and, and chat with us for a little bit. And, uh, you Keith, know, I'm always honored to be on your show. And you know, like I told you, you're a man of uh, many, uh, you know, interest and anytime I can you know you know talk to you I'm I'm honored so and I'm looking forward to having lunch with you at the Reagan library in a a little bit absolutely brother okay God bless you buddy thank you you too Bob take care Bob Case everybody and uh, we want to thank him for for joining us we're going to give uh, Anthony Davis a call here in just a second we're going to take a quick break Come back to talk to AD, and uh, let's see. I'm going to find something short here, Peter, because he's raring to go. (laughs) This is uh, 20 Eyes, and this is called Party. Back after this.
broke up in Yada Drank a whole keg of horchata But this party is forever I'm not getting anything, man. Did you unplug me? There's, no, there's, no, there's nothing going on. You're live. You're unmuted. Test, test, test. There we go. Welcome back to Swoops on the Talkstar Radio Network. And it's time to give <laughs> Anthony Davis a call. So we're going to give him a call right now and see what he's, he's got plenty to chat about, as always. Uh, good evening. Good evening. We want to welcome our good friend and colleague, five-time national champion, Two-time All-American uh, Anthony Davis from the. I got it. I got it. You got it. Okay. Yeah, I got it. There you go. Uh, from uh, USC, played in the NFL, the CFL, as well as the World Football League. How you doing, brother? I'm doing okay. Is T-Bone bothering you there? T-Bone is not here tonight, man. He uh, looking he at meat somewhere. <laughs> he might have somebody on a rotisserie. Let me just tell you, man. <laughs> I'm not blaming him. <laughs> AD, man, it's always a pleasure. And, and let's just jump right into it, man. Fourth uh, of July weekend, or Fourth of July? Yeah, it was a weekend. Uh, you know, people like to, people like to go out and have fun and, and do things and, and, you know, put their careers on the line. We had several guys, several NFL players, blow blow appendages off on uh, the 4th of July, man. What's up with that, brother? First of all, what kind of fireworks you're doing holding your hands are going to blow your fingers off? Second of all, what are you doing dealing with that kind of stuff anyway, knowing training camp is around the corner? Some people just, not, some people just don't think. And especially here's and isn't here's a negotiating year for you, so I'm just talking about I don't know what what guys think about. And matter of fact, I don't I'm not around any kind of explosive period. No explosive, no guns, no hanging out late. What? These guys, <laughs> Are you crazy? <laughs> what you so, talking about? That's craziness. <laughs> you don't want me around explosives? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I mean, come on now. I mean, I mean, you know, if you if you don't mind losing your fingers, okay, go ahead and put them in your hands and stuff. There's one case out there. Some crazy kid put a put explosive on top of his head and blew his head off. Blew his head off, man. Uh, well, so I'm saying, what are these NFL guys thinking about? You know, I mean, you, you, you can have a good time, but still, stay away from fire. And you holding it in your hand, or you're gonna play? You know, you're gonna play Russian roulette with with a firecracker? I mean, come on. Yeah. So I don't get that. That 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 is stupidity at its worst. And uh, and I know they regret it now because it can jeopardize their career. When you lose fingers, I mean, come on, that's that's vital. It is, and, and you know, a guy's talking about uh, you know, re, you know, renegotiating the contract and stuff like that, and uh, he has a year left on, left on his contract, and they decided, well, there's no reason to, there's no reason to continue on with this renegotiation process. Yeah, you remember when there was that whole um, period? 
uh, where, um, I, and I think this was all the different sports, all the big majors, is they were like, they had the, they started putting in these clauses. Okay, so in the off season, here's what you can do. Because remember, no skydiving. So, well, well, not even that. Remember, there were some guys. I want to say football players who, in the off season, were playing basketball and then like. Messing up their ankles and knees, right? Just, yeah. just well, playing absolutely. pickup games, right? And yeah. it's like, so they well, sort of say that, in the off season, you cannot. Uh, can you imagine? You cannot go and play basketball in the off season. Oh, and by the way, you can't, you can't <laughs> light fireworks <laughs> and hand. hold them in your hand. Like, you shouldn't even have to write that in a contract. I don't think, right? That's what that's what lawyers well, end up doing all the time because of shit like that. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, AD. Well, first, well, first of all. Look what Ben Rosenberger did. He was riding a motorcycle and almost took his head off one year. Yeah. I mean, you know, come what are you what are you thinking about? I mean, you know, I mean I know people a lot of people ride motorcycles. I'm not I mean, look first of all, I call them uh organ donors anyway to get on a motorcycle. I don't I don't care what you say. Because if you go because I was talking to a highway patrolman guy the other, the other day, he said on an average of five guys are in the morgue every day from riding motorcycles. Now if you're a professional athlete, I'm not putting on a motor- motorcycle. And you got a few guys out there that are doing that. And, for, and, and, you, and you need to remember one thing. It's tough enough driving a car. Let alone so you got nothing protecting you. you got some nice-looking bikes, but your leg doesn't look nice. You're either coming off or you have your head smashed on the side of a road somewhere. I don't get it. Yeah, I really don't. You know, there's some, some things you just have to put off until after you retire. But I'm going to tell you, just, 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 just building on what you guys just said, mm-hmm. is I believe that, you know, look, the NFL is changing rapidly about protecting their image, the deaths of domestic violence, what you do in the offseason. They're going to start putting clauses in these contracts. And I'm going to tell you, if you, if you step out of line with that, that's going, to, that's going to be grounds of getting out of a contract. If you blow your hand off, it's unbelievable. You're blowing your fingers off. You're holding up training camp. And not only that, training camp's right around the corner. He's not going to be ready for no training camp. <laughs> you blew a finger off. Come on, they had to amputate the rest of your finger. He's not ready for no football. He might not be ready for. He might not be ready. Period to mid-season. You never know. Right. Depending on the injury. So I believe the NFL. I think the NFL and all the things are just going to start. You know, telling these guys, look, I'm, we're putting this in your contract. You cannot do this if it, if it's not if it's not authorized by the team or mutually understood. You can't do this. If not, it'd be some it'd become some consequences of you on this team and it'll hurt your contract. It's, That's what I'm, and you know, if I'm a general manager ownership, I'm telling these guys, I'm, I'm, I'm having a meeting, and, uh, and I'm letting them know. You know, it's like, it's like Peter said, <laughs> there's some things you really shouldn't have to have a meeting for. I mean, <laughs> some of these guys, you, you got to remember, you got, you got to remember, some of these guys, I mean, let me tell you some of these guys got the mentality of a second grader. Some of them have a mentality. Some, some people have the, the IQ of a house plant, and a lot of them can't. You know, a lot of them don't get it. You would th- you would think you would think guys said, look, this is my career. I've worked hard. I'm making millions of dollars. I'm making big money. Why would I go out and jeopardize my body that I need to play this game? I mean, come on. What are you thinking with? They got the, some of these guys got the IQ of a house plan. I'm telling you, man. I mean, if you if you if you, if you, if you can go and drop a week's pay on a on a brand new Ferrari, you 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 think you would think beyond that. You would think you'd say, you know what? I need to. There's certain things I need to do to be able to keep living this lifestyle. <laughs> you know absolutely, I mean? <laughs> absolutely, you know, absolutely. Going uh, around here, you know, doing that kind of stuff, and just, it just, it just, it just boggles my mind. Guys walk around acting like a, a bag of rocks, not using their brains. I mean, come on. Yeah. 
I, I knew this person who uh, was a uh, she was a surgeon. So you know, surgeons need their hands. They need their hands, right? Yes. And uh, I shit you not, she went to go and move the dog's food, and the dog bit her hand. Now she's an instructor. No, no, no. It, it all worked out okay. Yeah. But that dog was dead next day. <laughs> that dog put was put down. She put that dog down. You know why? Because she was looking at her livelihood, man. <laughs> yeah. This woman Absolutely. was at the time like 29, 30, like just, just, just starting. Yeah. Right. And she's like, nope. That dog is dead. God. You're dead. dead to me. Next day, dead. that dog right. is dead. Now, that might be a little harsh. Um, you know, maybe you could have given it away yeah. or, or something. But point is, and it could these end up guys... In somebody, it should have ended up in somebody's meal, too. Yeah. These guys are professional players, and they obviously need their hands. They need They're their not soccer work. players, are they? No. They're not Absolutely. kicking the ball around. They're catching the ball or throwing the ball or... You, or grabbing jerseys. I mean, grabbing they, jer- they, they but the need- point is, is they're not soccer players. They're, like that's the only sport you where you could say, "Hey, you, you want to go play with the fireworks?" Well, you fireworks. know, you know, if if he unless if, you're a goalie, if he blew off two fingers and he still had three, he could still be a professional bowler. Yeah, yeah. As so. long as it's the right fingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> point is, is you know, it, that, you you got to take it that serious. Yeah. So. And I'm sure this yeah, woman, you- as a surgeon, made some good money, but I don't think she was making this kind of money. No. And these no. guys are... But she took it serious. Yeah. And then not only it's a short-lived career anyway. I mean, you know, sports, yeah. you know, especially football is a short-lived career. Yeah. You know, average career is, what, five, six years down in the National Football League? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the number depending of guys... On the, depending on the position you play, you know, it, it varies. I know running backs are two years, I think two, three, whatever it is. But the thing is, you've got to be more responsible. And, you gotta, and especially if you're a key component to your offense or defense and you're doing that, you got you got to be careful about anything. I, mean, I watch even what I drink. But I don't put putting an uh, explosive in my hand and waiting the last one just blows up. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. What if that thing would have popped his eye? That could explode. That stuff could have gotten his eye. He'd have been done then for sure. It's it's like we said. It's it's amazing that these guys put themselves at risk that way. Uh, you know, listen. Sometimes you want to have a lot of fun doing things that 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 are potentially uh, end your career, they just have to wait till your career is over with, you know? What, what about the guy from the Giants, uh, Burris? He's starting uh, looking like a genius now, isn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just shot he a, had a gun. He shot a, his thigh. Yeah. He shot his thigh, and he had a gun in a place where he thought he might be harmed. So, yeah, he shot himself. But, but there was some logic there. These guys are just guy, playing with guy? explosives for no good reason. Who was the wide receiver with the Giants who shot himself? That was that was that was him. That was Burris, a, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Bur- Burrow. Burrows. Burrows. Plexico Burrows. Yeah. Yeah. He shot himself. But you know what? Again, he he said, I, "I'm going to the club, and it might club. it might be dangerous. I'm going to bring a weapon." These guys are like, "I'm just going to play with explosives, just for the hell of it." Like again, they, they're making that guy seem smart. You see, the thing is, if you're a professional athlete, you're a potential target anyway. What are you doing out at 12, 1 o'clock anyway at these clubs? Mm-hmm. You're a target anyway. you got, you, you got to think, you got, you, you got to treat yourself and your team like a piece of gold. When you play in the National Football League, the NBA, Major League Baseball, even hockey or whatever, you have to, you have to respect and, and, and protect the shield. And that's what everybody's talking now. I'm telling you. 
these these professional teams are going to start being no nonsense with these players because of the kind of money they're getting paid. If you're not going to be responsible, they're going to make sure you're responsible. And guess what? If you're going to if you if you, if you're not going to abide by the, the team rules or use some good common sense, hey, guess what? They're going to give you the walking papers. Mark my words, that's what's going to happen. Ad, let's switch gears a little bit, man. Uh, uh, among amongst uh, holding out a little bit and. And talk of not uh, not showing up once the season starts. Des Bryant uh, secured a seventy million dollar five year contract today. Um, you know, uh, he was you know he was he was always going to be due some money, would not. But what are your thoughts about uh, you know it, this is a, this is not anything new. Uh, players holding out uh, to, uh, to to get their get their contract stuff settled and and, and, and uh, missing missing part of the season, missing uh, you know training camp. Some guys missing. A few games, uh, you know, it's a team sport. What do you what do you think about things like that? Well, I mean, it depends on the situation. I mean, first of all, if I'm if I'm the ownership of the Dallas Cowboys, I'd have never made it. I mean, you, I should have locked him up right away. Don't why franchise a guy like that? He was a key. He already proved there's a, whatever you want to say about his past and his present, what he was doing. For I know, all I understand is that he's a team player now. He really wants to play. He loves the game. That's all he thinks about. And the thing is, they should have locked him up right after the season. I mean, he was, he, he, pound for pound, he was the best receiver last year. Metatron, I mean, you've you got, you got to realize, I mean, he, he's considered the best player in football at, at that position. But, I mean, Dez Bryant outplayed everybody at that position. You know, and, and with a little breaks here and there, they could have been in the Super Bowl. So, therefore, they'd already lost uh, DeMarco Mori, which I think that was a mistake. But, you know, I think they had some replacements in – and McFadden coming in because I still think McFadden, with that team around him, he's going to he's going to shock a lot of people if he's used properly. But Des Bryant should have had his deal done a long time ago. I don't know how much money that is guaranteed, but the thing is, five five years seventy. That's I mean that, that that's a good chunk. Depends on it depends on how much they're guaranteeing his money. Right. You see, that's the key. You you throw that number out, it could be a hundred million. But if he only got ten million guaranteed, that's nothing compared to every, what everybody's getting. Now, if he got a seventy thousand game with thirty million guaranteed, now, now you got a good deal. I don't know what the guaranteed money is, but 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 in terms of team stuff, whatever. In his case, in his particular case, they should have locked him up to the end of the year because he proved that. Now, I don't know what they were talking about trying to franchise and give him thirty million. He get and the reason why he did what he, he can he can go out there in the first game blows me out. So I can see from his standpoint, and I can see from the owner's standpoint, just trying to get the best deal. No, with his in his case, you need to pay him. You need to pay him. because first of all, if you're giving Tony Romo 55 million guaranteed, and Romo ain't never been to the Super Bowl, only been one had one playoff victory in, in the football, and, and with all these other players like Brady and, and 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 Manning and the other Manning brother, and everybody's going to the Super Bowl, and, and look at Russell Wilson. This boy done been to two Super Bowls, and he ain't getting no kind of money close to Romo. So if Romo can get paid that kind of money in this particular situation, Des Bryant definitely should have got money. So, so in terms of the team thing, and I'm sure that the, the players on the Dallas Cowboys, as a team as a whole, endorse Des getting his money. And, they, and they, whatever you feel about him from a team concept and in the locker room, he deserved his money in this particular case. And, he, and he's the only unique case in the league like that. Outside of Russell Wilson, that needs to be paid too. Well, and and I'm sure Russell's going to get his due because uh, you know he got the Super Bowl two years in a row. Uh, right. You know, <clears throat> you know they, they they will compensate him. You know, 
to make because make sure they want to keep him around for another number couple of years. Absolutely. So, well, the bottom line, the bottom line with a guy like that. I mean, they can talk about beast mode or defense. So it doesn't matter. He's driving that ship. He's the captain of that ship. Regardless of how you look, you look at, it, he's a, he's the captain of that ship and drives that ship. So he got you got to pay him too. Doesn't matter how you everybody tries to break it down. He's one of the lead quarterbacks in the league. I don't care what anybody. Well, he just manages the team. No, no. He's one of the lead quarterbacks in the league. And how it works in his given organization. Manning has his own way. Brady has his own way. You know, uh, all the all the teams in the league have their own way and how they fit in their system. So he needs to get paid according to what the, their teams did, and he was driving the ship. He's the captain of the ship. Absolutely. We're going to switch leagues, but stay on the uh, stay on the contract uh, subject here. <clears throat> Will Muschamp, he has now become the, uh, the Auburn defensive coordinator. He signed uh, $5.1 million over three years. Uh, you know, we, we've spoken before about the, with, with a lot of the uh, college – Head coaches are making, uh, but he's a D, he's a D, I mean I know he was he was a head coach, but then he he, he left he left and went to uh, Auburn, and now he's a defensive coordinator. Five point one million. Uh, is, is how long? This, how many? How many years? Uh, three three years. And apparently, it goes up each year to total five point one million. Well, good for him. I mean, uh, you just to, to, look listen. These coaches today, you know. Some coaches set the standard. You know, Saban's getting paid good big money. Urban Meyer's getting paid big money. I mean, that, that's 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 the nature of the beast now. It, it, you know, well, I mean, Saban and Myers are head coaches. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I know, but I, but I, but I know some it's certain cases out there where, depending on if if, if if the head coach and the athletic director at the given school feels that this guy can do a big thing, and they're basically giving him, all, giving that, in my opinion, giving the money on his, based on his coaching potential. Now, he's very fortunate to be able to get money because most guys are not getting that money, and I know where you're going with it. But in his particular case, if they're willing to give it to him, take it, and he deserves it. And if they, did, if they, if they, if they make a wrong move, they'll find out. They're going to have to eat it. I just, I just say my, head, my hat's off to him. Because <laughs> if I was in this position, I take I would take it too. I'm, I'm not looking down at him. It just said if those people feel that he's worthy of that, he deserves to get that. And 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 and, and they're gonna live by the sword or they're gonna die by the sword. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah. And if, and if that program achieves what they think of through his coaching, then they got to win win. If not, they got to re sit down at the end of the year and reevaluate. Or two years in reevaluate based on his, his contractual situation. We 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 see you know we uh, we we talk about you know we've talked about this before uh, that when it, when it comes to you know people making money uh, you know more power to them I have no problem with that but and we talked about the fact that uh, certain uh, you know certain coaches seem to seem to bounce back pretty well uh, especially on the on the collegiate level. And it's, I always just find it interesting to, uh, you know, you get to see, you know, certain things like this, you know, especially when the guy goes from uh, being a head coach to a, to a defensive coordinator. So I, I just found that interesting. Uh, you well, know, go ahead. Well, the bottom, the, 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 the bottom line is you know, everything is timing in sports. You've got to have the right players, the right coaching, the right situation, the right assistant coaches. You, you, you know, everything is timing. I mean, everything is timing, period. And, you know, some head coaches don't are not successful, and they become very successful as a, as a coordinator or assistant coach. Yeah. 
depending on what system you get in and what players you have around you. You're only good as your players and only good as your system. Absolutely. Uh, back to the NFL, man. In 1977, I went to the Super Bowl at the Rose Bowl, and I got to see the Vikings lose to the Raiders. And uh, let me tell you, the Raiders, the Raiders back in the in the seventies, uh, you know, they they you know they embodied that that logo and that team. They were they were swashbucklers and they were pirates and 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 the, and the king the king pirate at the time, uh, the head Absolutely. swashbuckler was was Kenny the Snake Sabler, uh, who we lost Absolutely. last week. Um, did you know Ken Stabler, man? Absolutely, I played against him. Let me tell you something. You know, the people were talking about the mystique of the ladies. I mean, they were the gangsters of the National Football League. They were the gangster football players of the National Football League. Whatever that mystique was, just like the, the Pirates of the NFL, absolutely, from the owner all the way down. And everybody played through Al Davis. And when Al Davis endorsed you, he didn't care what Pete Rozelle or anybody said or the rest of them said, you know, if you're a Raider and you play hard for me, just like that local said, just win, baby, that was all it was all about. And before games, the Raiders would come over and say, hey, man, we're kicking your ass. doesn't matter. We're kicking your ass. Yeah, you know, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, we smoked something before the game last night. We still don't kick you behind. doesn't matter. The Raiders were the Raiders. And I tell you, you know, a lot of guys used to say, man, you'd have been a perfect Raider. Huh? Well, I guess with my mouth, I guess I would have. But the bottom line, <laughs> the bottom line is, I mean, Jack Tatum, who I knew, Skip Thomas, who played with me at USC, George Atkinson. You know, uh, John Matusek. I mean, come on. Oh, the twos. You know, uh, ben, yeah. ben, ben Davidson, Rod Martin. I mean, you, you name it. Charles Phillips. These guys took your head off. And they would tell you in pregame, he said, okay, now, if you embarrass me, I'm going to hurt you. That's what they would tell you. Yeah. Just play hard, do your thing, but don't, be, don't get up talking trash because we're going we're gonna to end up doing all the talk, trash talking. That's what they would tell you. And, 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 live, it up, and live up to it, too. You know, I, I hear funny, you know, there's always uh, funny stories about the Raiders. And, you know, I'm kind of looking at some stuff now, man. You, you, these names, I mean, these names, you know, Hendrix and uh, Otis Sistrunk and, you know, like you, said, you know, uh, Willie Brown. And, you know, uh, and I remember reading an article years and years ago. There was an interview of uh, Fred Bolitnikoff. And yeah. uh, he smoked two packs of cigarettes on the sideline during the game. Man. <laughs> I mean, that's, really? some ga- that's some gangster never, shit right really, there, bro. I never, I never heard that, but I, but I already smoked in, a, in the locker room. But I mean, but I never heard he was on the sideline doing that. Yeah, oh man, uh, that's that's what I read. I they said he was just, just uh, you know, smoke during the game on the sidelines there, and he he go through two packs two packs a game, man. and uh, you know. I, when you start thinking about athletes and, and athletics, hard to believe. it's That's just hard, hard to believe, believe, man. You know? How can you be smoking cigarettes like that and playing football? You need all the wind you need. <laughs> well, you guys were just gangster back then, man. You guys were just a different breed, man. <laughs> the thing is, man, them cats would sit on their helmets and stuff and just sit. It's like they were sitting. It was like it was like they were sitting sitting down at a local liquor store the way they sit on those helmets. It's like it's like it's like it's like they were getting ready to uh, you know suck on some. Old English and get ready to play some dominoes the way those guys carry it on. You know what I mean? Look at that over there. And then they come on the field and knock your head off. <laughs> and win Super Bowls. And win Super Bowls. Man, you look at these names, man. Cliff Branch, Dave Casper, Gene Upshaw. I mean, just uh, just an amazing, uh, you know, you say what you want about Al Davis. You know, people love him or hate him. 
but yeah. uh, he, you know, and he he put together some teams over over the over the years there, and like you said, just win, baby. Uh, you know, John Madden. Absolutely. It was, it was his I mean, I remember. Year. I remember one year we I was flying to Oakland, and you know, I happened to be flying. To, Al Davis was walking down the corridor with me, and uh, and we looked at each other, and I said, "I should have been a Raider," and he says, "I should have drafted you. I made a mistake." And I and I took that as a nice compliment, the fact that he even said that. Yeah. And I said, but you know, just the fact that you know, uh, you can say whatever you want about him. If you played hard for him, all the stories I've heard from all the former players, he was in your corner. But don't cross him. Yeah. Don't cross him. But uh, but he was he he was a maverick. He was definitely the modern day maverick at the time. Yeah. I remember reading a book uh, as a kid. Uh, you know, uh, I was in high school. I think one of the best books I ever read uh, at that at that time was uh, no, it was after I was in high school. I think it was I think I was a kid in college, but it was called uh, "They Call Me the Assassin," and it was uh, Jack. It was about Jack Tatum, and uh, you know, it, 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 there's a guy, man. It, this his story, and uh, you know, he's the one that actually uh, laid the hit that paralyzed uh, Daryl Stingley, right? And, and, uh, and uh, he talks about you know this uh, the super, the hit he put on uh, oh God from the Vikings. Sammy, 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 Sammy White. Sammy, yeah, Sammy White. He, Sammy White. He said, <laughs> I believe he quote he's quoted as saying, he he crawl he called for his mama when I hit him. <laughs> I heard that. What, what some of the old stories I heard about about, about you know Dalton speaking about about Jack Tatum. Is that you know? I didn't see it when I played against him. You know, the the thing is, is that one of the things they say he liked doing, and this this fits in what he was about. He 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 tried to knock your head off, and he liked to stand over you and let the sweat drip on you. Yeah, <laughs> he said that too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, me, I, mean, I said, man, I said, I, I thought I said, Jack, man, you man, you out of your mind. <laughs> He told he took him. I had to cool him off some kind of way. <laughs> but but one of the, one of the bizarre things I was in Las Vegas for a Super Bowl party once with him and uh, and this is when I saw him. He looked just like a swash. He looked just like a pirate thing because he had a patch over his eye. He had lost his foot from diabetes. And I asked the story. So whatever happened? What, what? How did it get this? He says, well, he, he, I, I went to some little, little jive clinic and. And they and he gave me some ointment to put on in my feet because I said something was wrong with it. And come to find out, he came, he went to a doctor, a doctor, and he says, "Well, Mr. Tater, man, you have, you have diabetes. You got to get, you got to take your foot off wow. because you have gangrene. That's yeah. what happened. He took it off. Wow. So I mean, you know, uh, but he still was tough, even when uh, when I was talking to him. You know, but the only thing what people don't know about Jack Tater, he was a very intellectual guy. Yeah. You know, Ohio State. If, if you looked at him, he looked like he came out of San Quentin. <laughs> he did. <laughs> <laughs> but if he, you looked like, to him, he looked like Tootie Reese, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you talk to him, he was highly intelligent. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he, he would talk very, 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 very uh, how you doing? I mean, <laughs> but when he hit you, he hit you, he hit, he hit like he was hitting you like he owned you. Yeah. I can tell you, he had no fear of anything. I'm telling you, Ad, you played in the era, uh, my favorite era of uh, football of the NFL. It's it, you know the, the '70s and the in the early '80s. Uh, just to me, that was just a great era of you know. And maybe it's because I'm nostalgic, and that's when I was a kid. You know, I mean, I started. I mean, I watched. I watched football since uh, you know I've I seen every Super Bowl, but. I, that that era there, you know, for me was one of the one of the best eras of football, man. I tell you, it was it was 
was a monster. Those guys were monsters. Those were great. Those were great times. Some great players. Great stories. Great events. You know. So I mean, it, it was on me for the short time I played it, but you know, I enjoyed every bit of it. Last but not least, AD, tonight is, uh, and I don't know how you feel about award shows and whatnot, and, and if they really mean anything, if they really uh, prove anything. Uh, you know, most award shows is just a, a circle jerk for those who, who are in, in whatever industry it is. But uh, the ESPY Awards were on tonight. Uh, did you watch that at all? No, I didn't. Didn't watch it. I was so busy working, looking at stuff from work from my office. Yeah. But uh, I didn't watch that. I mean, I, I didn't find that interesting. I mean, I just not. A, I'm not a big viewer of that. And I know, I know, uh, what they call Caitlyn Jenner was on there, or Bruce Jenner, whatever it is. Uh, I mean, I don't have a, I don't have a say one way. Or he can do whatever he wants, and she can. But I just think, I frankly think, behind the scenes, I think it's a really a money grab. I think he's building this, building the brand. I don't really think that, that the operation's gonna go through. I think he's just, you know, feeling the way he wants to feel. You know, I didn't watch any of that. Yeah, I, I, I didn't see any of it. Uh, you know, we were here doing the show and whatnot. But uh, I always wonder about the awards. I, I have to admit, though, you know, as far as I know, I, I know, I know, basically, the you know, let's face it. Look, this is you know, we're, we're in, we live in a society where ratings are big in television. You know, I've dealt with in, in and out of the film and TV stuff all my, you know on my, my adult life. And I bet you that the ratings must have been sky off the hook and him doing you know, and and, 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 and and him being there. It's off the hook it had to. So the viewership had to be high to see the way he looks like. Well, you know, that that part's promoted a whole lot and, and But see, you know when, but see the thing is when you when you talk about that situation, I go from community to community. Now if you go in the black community they got one say one they got one thing to say about it. When you're talking to white community, you got another way to say it. If you go in the Hispanic community, they, they, they have another way because, as you know, traditionally how we feel, you know, traditionally how Hispanics feel, and we're not traditionally how whites feel. So, you know, so the bottom line is you can do whatever you want, in my opinion. But I'm saying when you go on the street, when you go down and, and when you go down and get some barbecue in the hood, you're going to hear one version. Now, if you go to Ruth's Steakhouse in, in Beverly Hills, you're going to hear one version, okay? If you go to El Torito's somewhere down in the barrio, you're going to hear another thing, you see. So I'm just saying, you know, you're going to have your viewpoints, but the bottom line is the, 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 the ratings had to be off the chart just based on that. I mean, I have to get, take my hand off to him. I mean, that takes, a lot of, that takes a lot of guts to see what he did. Coming from the Olympics and all that other stuff, there's one thing being with the Kardashians, but the thing that he did, that's monumental. Yeah, monumental. Well, you want well, the thing. The thing with me, as far as the, the ESPYs are concerned, is is you know the the, the usually uh, the the one award. I forget. It's the Jimmy V Award now, and um, I didn't. I don't know who won it this year. Um, mm-hmm. I have to admit that I, I still. I, I saw Jimmy V's speech when he gave it. Uh, it's one of the most moving speeches I ever heard. Uh, and right. I saw, I saw Stuart Scott's speech last year. Which right. was equally as moving, and I think those two speeches, for me, are in the top ten speeches I ever heard. And I, and 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 I'm talking, you know, MLK and stuff like that. And, you know, these guys, I, to me, those two speeches are so moving and so touching that um, that's the only thing that I've ever really gotten 
you know, re really remember from uh, any of the SP awards was the Jimmy V speech and the Stuart A. You know, Stuart A. Scott speech. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, that, that's what I find moving and, and, and interesting and important about that show. Other than that, it's just another, it's, it could be the Academy Awards, the Grammys, the, the Tonys. It's just, to me, you know, all that stuff is, to me, it's just like, you know, like I said earlier, it's just a bunch of people in, in, in the same industry, you know, kind of just jerking each other off. Yeah, I mean, and, I, and, I, and I'm on the same page with those two speeches of Stuart Stott and Jimmy Vito. Those two things that always stands out for me. And matter of fact, they're so inspirational because sometimes I think about something and I think about those two guys. Yeah. And, you know, and the thing I think about Jimmy V when he says that, keep smiling, always happy, and always, you know, you know, I mean, those things there, you know, that 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 resonates with me. Oh, absolutely. And I, you know, and I met and I met I met I met Stuart Stott ten years ago in Glendale. He was there for some kind of promotional, and he acknowledged me. He acknowledged me. I mean, you know, he he, he wasn't what he is before he passed, but he definitely knew who I was. But I mean, he was the same guy he was. Before he, when he just before he passed, yeah, same energy, same high energy, same happiness. So when I think of those two guys, that was that's great. That's yeah. very inspirational. Yeah, and and that's it, what I take with Nespies. Yeah, exactly. And you and you hit it. I think what, what did V say? Uh, always smile, always uh, laugh, and always shed a tear Absolutely. every day. And uh, and you know, words to live by. And and and, and Stuart Scott, man, I'm telling you, I, the guy. I, I, I mean, I'm a I'm a hard I'm a hard asshole. I mean, the guy had me in tears, man. So it's just the, those those two guys and. and you know, people like that, you know, to know that people like that exist in the world at a time when they know their world is, is about over. Uh, right. It's it's really, it's really moving. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. A.D., as always, brother, it's a pleasure to be able to chat and talk about what's going on in the world of, the world of uh, life over the last week. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again next week, brother. It's interesting, isn't it? Absolutely, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take care now. Thank you, brother. Take care, man. All right. All right. Anthony Davis, everybody. This is Swoops Row on the Talk Story Radio Network. This is the Midnight Slander. This is called Shattered. Back after this. All notes out your mountain pole. Big black boots and a southern drawl. All notes out your mountain pole. Big black boots and a southern drawl. Down to old Mississippi to find the man who broke her heart. To find the man who broke her heart. A dress to kill, she looks so pretty. And now she's looking for a brand new star. All notes of your mom and Paul. And a southern draw Oh, no, tell you more and Paul Big black boots and a southern draw She's out in the Delta country She's got vengeance on her mind 
tell you more and more. Big black boots and a southern drone. And a southern draw, all not tell you, Mountain Paul. Big black boots and a southern draw, all not tell you, Mountain Paul. Hi, this is Sugarland here for Rad, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. Music is one of the most important things in our lives, but nothing is more important than life itself. Music lives, and so should you. Please plan ahead. Designate before you celebrate. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. My name is Ruth Rusi, and this is how I live United. I read to children as part of United Way's education program. It helps them create links between language and literacy and prepares them for a better academic future. I figure I have the time and they have the need. My name is Ruth Rusi. I help kids prepare to succeed in school. So I don't just wear the shirt, I live it. Give, advocate, volunteer, live united. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. I'm Joey. I'm Robert. I'm Dennis. And I'm Ellen. And we're It's Okay! And you're listening to Sports World! We're live. <laughs> and uh, let me just say, and I'm sure Peter will agree with it, uh, T-Bone's not here tonight, so there's no T-Bone's timeout, so we're probably uh, going to end up wrapping up here pretty, pretty quickly here, but uh, we're going to chat it up just a little bit. Uh, next week on Swoops Row, Villa Avenue will be uh, our guest, a independent band, get a chance to chat with them, and Talk about what's happening with them and uh, look forward to that. Peter, how about uh, 
How about you do DraftKings, man? I did Audible while you were doing the walkout. <laughs> DraftKings. Uh, uh, that's a T-bone thing, huh? Well, you can talk about your art. I give you a choice, man. You can do your off, you can do your art, or you can do the DraftKings. Uh, I do the DraftKings. Uh, as T-bone says every week, you could spend a lot of time, waste a lot of time, just putzing around. But if you go to DraftKings, thought something or other, and go with Soup's World. Uh, as your uh, something or other, you will then get a free entry into $10,000. That's right, $10,000, maybe $10 million. Dollar. Um, and you can have a new team, no matter what sport you're doing, every week. DraftKings.com forward slash Swoops World. There you go. <laughs> you do that, you'll help out the, uh, help out the show. Let me just say, Peter makes some beautiful art. He won't, he won't promote it. He won't talk about it. He does what he called lino cuts, and he and and he's got. He doesn't do it anymore, but he's got stone sculptures that he carved by hand, no power tools, a mallet and chisel. I don't know what the proper terminology is. It's right, it's man. amazing, amazing art. I'm happy to. Own one of his sculptures. Uh, when we had a business together, he had an art show. He sold some out of there. Uh, you know what? Send a letter to swoopsworld.com if you're interested, and I will forward it on to his personal email. <laughs> and he will then uh, procrastinate for a period of time till you're no longer interested and then probably send you a, a picture or two when it's too late. But it's amazing art, and you should check it out if you get the opportunity. And uh, occasionally when I get a chance, I will post some of it up on uh, Instagram, on the Swoops World Instagram page. But if you get a chance to check that out. Next week, <clears throat> Villa, Via Avenue, we want to thank uh, Ed Munson, the CEO of Cypress Chamber of Commerce, as well as Brian Sunley for joining us tonight. They are, and check out uh, cypressfestival.com uh, our good friend Bobby Joe Valentine at the Hotel Cafe July 17th which is this week uh, get a chance to uh, check him out uh, get some tickets you can order them off the Hotel Cafe website you can find Bobby Joe Valentine on Facebook as well as his website and we want to thank Bob Case for joining us tonight as well as Anthony Davis Peter you uh, you have any uh, great words of wisdom for the folks, man? Hmm. You know, I don't know. I ain't got none. <laughs> you got nothing. <laughs> all right. Dream as if you'll live forever. Live as if you'll die today. Good night, all. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors.